Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. This is the Games High School's Football Scoreboard Show. Friday night, under the lights. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain. And Mark Spain. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Into the 8 o'clock hour on this Friday night in the high school scoreboard show. Sam Chris show along with Eric Slaughter riding with me tonight. Place of coach, he's on assignment. Coach Chris Parker. We got See, I feel like I'm out at the game. I over grew into those snares yeah, grew, coming in there from break. You're ready. You're ready. Yeah, because that's where you, this is where this man usually is. Usually he's not here in the studio. Usually he's out at games bringing us some of the action, some of the vibes, some of the feeling of being at high school football games in our area on Friday night and the various flavors, the sounds from it, uh, meeting people from up in the press box to the athletic directors to the principals of schools. And, oh, by the way, also checking in the concession stands to see who have the very best uh, treats. I got to eat. I got to yeah, eat. Yeah, no, you have to you do know, it. Okay, to, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't keep this girlish figure but not eating. Uh, understand it. Understand it. Understand it. So that's what he normally does, but he's sacrificing that tonight. Uh, to be here in studio with me, and I appreciate him being here. Let's run down some scores. You got some scores. We got a guest coming up in just a moment. We got, got some scores you want to run down? Absolutely. I see some uh, ones that are very interesting to me. Uh, you know, so far, Sequoia is up over an undefeated Etowah, 7-0. That's a battle up there in Cherokee County. That's yeah. two schools that are very close to each other. And, I mean, Etowah, Etowah is, I think they're going to have a chance to come back. That's an early score. But then I saw a game that was already in the fourth quarter. I pointed out to you. At break, and uh, it could be an upset in the making. Let me get back down here to my score list um, and find to see if it's been updated. But uh, you can see if you see. Let me know if you see anything that stand out for you, real quick. I got some things here. Uh, no score right now. Area through the second quarter, Westlake and Newton. No score in that game. Um, got a score with with, with uh, Woodward Academy up over Marlins, twenty-one nothing score in that one. No score. Alcove Monday's Mill. The game is uh, in progress. Uh, way down in South Georgia, you got Westover 7 0 over Turner County. That's end of the first quarter. Uh, pick up a couple of other scores from around. Oh, yeah, that's, I saw what I was looking at. So, okay. this is a good game that I, you know, this is a, uh, I would like to see if they play before, but North Cobb is down in Northside Warner Robins. Yeah. And they're up 7 0 early on Northside Warner Robins. I mean, you're talking about two schools with a lot of tradition. Northside Warner Robins, that's one of the best. When, we call that one of the best kept secrets in the country, Northside Warner Robins. I don't know if it's kept secret, but I mean they 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 do have a reputation for winning and cranking out great players and great talent, teams. Ta- talent yeah. all through the college and mm-hmm. even on the pro level. Come out Northside Warner Robins. That's an intriguing matchup that North Cobb went down there. I don't know if that's a rematch. I don't remember Warner Robins coming up to play in Kennesaw last year. Mm. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a little home-and-home home lecture. I, I, I'll circle that one right now <laughs> to be, yeah, that's what I'm going. If Northside Warner Robins, I want to see what kind of crowd they will bring up to Kennesaw on a Friday night where North Cobb High School is. Absolutely. Running through a few more scores here. We got Gainesville up 21-0 over Appalachian. Stockbridge and Hampton are tied at 7. That's also a first-quarter score. Uh, we got uh, Washington Wilkes 7-0 over Elbert County. That's the first-quarter score. We got Dublin 7-0 over Metter. That is a second-quarter score. Dalton is leading Lassiter uh, 14-7. That is in the first quarter of their game. And Sandy Creek is up 7-0 on Collins Hill. That is a second-quarter score for that game. All right, folks, we always like to know how our teams here in the state, we think our high school football, we think our high school football is the best. You know, a lot of people, some people say it's Texas. Some people say it's California. Some people say it's California. You know, but we like to think we put our pound for pound we like to put our high school football up against any and tell you guy who always kind of measures them for us and we always get them on our show to talk to them with is Jeff Fisher of High School Football America. He's 300 powered by the NFL play, uh, NFL play football. And we're going to get into it with him right now. Jeff, welcome back to the Scoreboard Show. You're here with Sam and Eric on this Friday night. Guys, thank you so much. Enjoying listening to you. Listen to you all season long. You guys rock. And, and, and Coach Chris isn't there, so I know I'm not going to get as much grief as the last time I was on with him about <laughs> how many Georgia teams are in the top 300. But I got my armor on, so go ahead, jab yeah, we We got to jab you. going to jab you. Uh, you know, because one of the teams that, that is uh, top ranked is a Buford team. Uh, that is being that, Their game is being televised statewide tonight, and people get a chance to see them at number six. Uh, but once again, you got those California folks up at the top, and we had one of our better teams, uh, Creekside, go out to play Modern Day a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and, and I think they found out how good Modern Day is. But, you know, props to, to the tribe for going all the way out there. But, yeah, right now uh, we are the only national ranking service, and we use an algorithm, as you know, Sam. And uh, right now we have St. John Bosco on top, whereas Max Preps, uh, USA Today, all the other ones. So I'm getting a little grief on that, but – at the end of the day, uh, they're going to meet on the field, so that's going to be decided. But it, it really does come down to strength of schedule, and St. John Bosco and Modern Day play two of the, the toughest schedules around the nation, A, because they play in the toughest league, the Trinity League, and nobody wants to play them <laughs> outside of the league, so they got to go across the country to find some of the talent there. But Buford's doing a good job uh, hanging in there at number six, our number one team in Georgia. They are doing that. Thoughts about those teams and, and, and scheduling because it, it's become a problem even for some of our schools here in Georgia. We talk about your St. John Bosco and your Modern Day and your IMGs and, and Bishop Gormans, but it becomes quite tough for teams like Buford or Cedar Grove, um, you know, some of the teams here locally to, to schedule games. Yeah, no, it, it, it's absolutely crazy um, about, you know, teams that just don't want to, you know, test themselves against the best, you know, and, I say crazy because I understand you don't want to go get whomped 70 to nothing, but there are some, some pretty good programs out there that will just avoid these, these top you know, teams out there. And uh, it, it's made it interesting for us because with using an algorithm, you know, when, when you start having more and more head-to-heads, which we've had, and, and just to give you a number, uh, at the end of this week, we're going to call it four weeks into the season, even though like Alaska and Hawaii and all those guys in Utah started five weeks ago. But over the last four weeks, we've had 193 head-to-head matchups inside the High School Football America 300. So that's gone a long way to um, helping us do what we do, which is try and promote as many teams as we can around the country. So, yes, we have our national rankings, but we also do a state-by-state, and we do it all with our algorithm. 
And and what's really great for me is we put out a preseason ranking. I think that's the last time you and I talked, Sam. And right. as always, thanks for having us on. Mm-hmm. And I always say, you know, that's for the fans. It's it's to have fun and get everybody pumped up. But the algorithm is designed to, to analyze what's going on in the field. And what's going on on the field in these first four weeks has been absolute, absolutely scintillating. So, High School Scoreboard Show, we're talking national football now as we're joined by the, the coordinator of High School Football American. And Sam introduced me to your, your site a couple, you know, about a year ago when you joined them on Sam McGreg in the morning. And, you know, I'm from Maryland. And, of course, living here in Georgia and appreciating Georgia football the way I have, I always take a peek back and look at what my schools in Maryland are doing. And I want to ask you about – the St. Francis Academy team up there in Maryland, I mean, they've racked up some real frequent traveler miles over the first parts of their year because, like you said, they want to go around the country playing the best competition. What do you think about a school like that that will go to Illinois? They came down here to Georgia. They went to California. And, unfortunately, they started their season on four, where if they would have stayed locally, they would have beat everybody, like you said, probably 70-0. to zero. What do you think about a school that does that? You know, I, I, I like it, and, and there's a lot of good that's happening within that program. Uh, and through the years, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, Eric, they, they, they've gotten some crap, you know, because they got kicked out of the league in Maryland. No one wanted to play them in the, MA, uh, the MIAA, right? So they were kind of forced to go to a national schedule. But what I love about the program, aside from the football itself, is the young men that they're helping get off the streets of Baltimore. And, and what they're doing to give them an opportunity to go on and play college football. And, and, and some guys are now starting to go beyond where they're going to get a crack at playing on Sundays and all that. So I love it. You're right. They're 0-4. But they, they've played, obviously, as, as we know here in Georgia, right? Buford was their opening game. And then they played Chaminade Madonna on ESPN in a national game. Yep. And, uh, and, and they lost to uh, St. John Bosco, the number one team in the country last week. They may get a win this week. They're playing West in Salt Lake City. But uh, at the end of the day, I love that program. I love what it stands for. I love what it's doing for young men in that area. Folks, spending time this tonight on, on, the, on the High School Scoreboard Show with Jeff Fisher from High School Football America. It is social. You can find it on Twitter or the X or whatever you're calling it in the last couple of hours. <laughs> At HF at HSFB America, HSFB America. Back to our kids uh, and our teams from our area. We see Buford at six. We scroll down. We see Colquitt County at 14. Then Mill Creek there at 18. Walton at 21 is a team that intrigues me. I think they're super talented. They got a grudge match with Marietta tonight. I, I You know, I've kind of had them circled all year long as a team. And I think we, out of all the service, you know, services, the ranking services, had them maybe the highest at the start of the season. But I think what Coach Bruner and company have done over there has been incredible. They, as, as we know, they can put points on the board. I, I would almost say that's the team that I'm looking at, especially given what they did to Buford last year, right? The Wolves were in our national championship conversation, ranked as high as number two, and, and we kind of thought they were going to make it to, I was going to say Mercedes-Benz, that's this year, but, but you know, go, going down to Georgia State last year, and then Walton Waxham went in the second round. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting, but I, I definitely have them circled. And I did do one thing to go back to what you said at the beginning, you know, who's the best and all that. Well, in the top 300, here are the numbers as of this week's rankings. Florida leads the way with 47 teams in the top 300. Number two, drum roll please, 
It is the Peachtree State, <laughs> the Peach State, with 35. You guys got 35, Texas 32, and California 29. So right now, according to the algorithm, if everything were to end today, Georgia would be the second best state in the nation. And, and to put that in perspective for you, there were some numbers that came out this week, guys. I don't know if you saw them or not, about um, you know participation in football last year. Uh, football is still the number one participation sport in America. Mm-hmm. We got back over a million. That's the first time we've had a raise in participation numbers since uh, 2013. But Georgia only uh, is not in the top ten as far as participation in high school sports. So think about that. You're number two in football, and you're not in the top ten as far as participation. So that's a that's a real uh, you know feather in the cap for what uh, the state of Georgia is doing. And, you and I, Sam, have talked, I think, online and offline about the great job that the coaching profession is doing here. I, I, I think Georgia football coaches are doing an outstanding job. The profession's getting better and better. Pay's going up and all that good stuff. So uh, Georgia's on the rise. Uh, the, those guys to the south who like to talk a lot of smack there, you know, <laughs> they, they may want to watch out. Well, we got a couple matchups of Georgia and Florida schools this weekend. Maybe we can go two and zero versus them. You know, we got we got Valdosta. Valdosta is taking on that team down from South. I think they're on Cor Cor Gables. What do you know about that school? Uh, you know, I, other than the fact that any school down in the the Dade, the Broward County area, you know, the southern part of the state. I mean, Florida has just incredible athletes at the football level. And I think uh, before the break there, I think you heard. somebody said it, maybe you just agreed about it, you know, uh, sometimes they don't have the size that we have up here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. You know, Georgia to me, uh, the question I always get, because I've lived all over the the country, Southern California, I grew up in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, lived in the Midwest, uh, you know, living here now, uh, Georgia's physicality is head and shoulders. When I look at football, right, when I go to games in person, Georgia ranks number one in the country. Georgia's one of it's like Pennsylvania used to be, right? You're gonna you're gonna punch somebody in the mouth, knock them down, pick them back up, dust them off, and then punch them in the mouth and knock them down again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a reputation for doing that here, but we do have great, great, great football talent, and that's why we we roll it out and see them. And you and go ahead and put them in your in your 300 uh, to rank them against some of the best of the country. So we always appreciate you taking some time to join us. Thanks so much for joining us on this Friday night. We're going to catch up with you again as we get a little bit farther into the schedule. Yeah, let's see which uh, which one of these teams are going to come out in the mix and maybe be in that national championship hunt. Always appreciate you guys having us on, and thanks for what you guys do for uh, high school football here in the state. And well, thank you for shining the spotlight on the game nation nationwide and, and what you do for our teams in our area. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us again. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. All right, that's Jeff Fisher from High School Football America. And you go and join online and check out their National 300 and see where the schools from our state are ranked. And they are there very much. All right, coming up next, you ready for school days? I'm ready. You ready for school days? School days. Here's somebody who's known for throwing the shot put. Yeah. You know, gold medal winner. Yeah. We not we may not talk about that. No. We're no, we're going to talk about what he did on Fridays. About Friday night. He lived a Friday night experience. Adam Nelson is going to join us. And he's at a game. He's going to give us an update, too. Uh, he's down in Henry County at a game. As Lovett is playing down there, he's now their athletic director. That is coming up. Time for school days on a Friday night on the High School Scoreboard Show, Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Genetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain and Mark Spain. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Sam Crenshaw along with Eric Slaughter, nine floors up in our Midtown Atlanta studios on this Friday night. Uh, It's definitely night now. It is. It is. It it is night. Uh, Most of our games are into the second quarter, approaching halftime. We're watching like Buford's got a 7-0 lead over Carver Atlanta. We see Maris with a 10-0 lead over Blessed Trinity. Uh, Early in that one, too. They must have really got a couple good quick drives in there. Uh, Yep, yep. Um, We got an update coming up from Day Day in just a moment. We got Newton's up 7-6 on Westlake. That is a second-quarter score in that game. Um, We got Lumpkins up 7-0. Lumpkin County over Hart County, 7-3. That's a second-quarter score. Gainesville is up on Appalachian, 42-0. And this game still has time to go in the second quarter. Not Uh, not for long, because that clock's going to start running quick. Yeah, it will. Yeah, 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 well, with that game. That is Gainesville. Really, they are flexing tonight in the first game of region play. You talked about the importance of the games being played tonight and in region play and what people, you know, want to see happen with those games. Uh, yeah, there's some that are sending loud and clear messages in the game. Do you see any scores that are jumping off the page for you? I do. Well, it looks like maybe this game was played early today. That game from yesterday that we couldn't figure out, Lovejoy, as final, 54-13 over Rockdale County. I know Rockdale County is trying to rebuild. They've got a new head coach. But Lovejoy makes an early uh, season statement. And then um, Douglas County in a rivalry out there. Douglas County is only up 7-0 over Alexander. Alexander will really like to get that game at home and give Douglas County, who was undefeated, their first L. That will be get some early season bragging rights. And, of course, I hope Douglas County is not maybe looking ahead 
to a big matchup that they're going to have at home next Friday. I mean, the trap game is the trap game something that we have in high school. Yeah, you can have those games, yeah, because they you, got you, they got you, a defending state champ coming into their house next Friday. You they know don't they want to, but they don't get want, that. they don't want to overlook who they're playing tonight. Yeah, that that, that that is for sure. Got some other games for you. you got Denmark three nothing over Pebblebrook. That is a uh, second quarter score. It was the first quarter score. Dalton at halftime, they're up 34-7 on Lassiter. Catamounts uh, looking good so far in this, game, in this game. First quarter score, Cherokee Bluff, 14-0 over Chester T. Uh, West Forsyth, second quarter score, 14-7 over Cherokee uh, in their game. All right, we got Day-Day. I think he has an update for us from Tri-Cities. This is a live sideline report. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the high school scoreboard show with Sam Crenshaw and Eric Slaughter sitting in tonight for Coach Chris Parker. I am Damian Dede Lewis live at the Doghouse Guys here in East Point, Tri-Cities High School, playing host to the Villarica Wildcats. And it's homecoming for Tri-Cities, but Villarica trying to play spoiler up 16-0 here early in the second quarter. Big night so far. For Carson Nally, the wide receiver for Villarica, one touchdown on the ground. He caught one in the end zone from quarterback Will Wallace. And again, it's a 16-0 lead for Villarica. We'll see how the Bulldogs respond. Obviously, they want to keep these celebrations for homecoming on the hype end. And we'll see if they can get it done. For the High School Scoreboard Show with Sam Crenshaw, Eric Slaughter in tonight. For Coach Chris Parker, I'm Damian Dede-Lewis on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, that is Day Day down in East Point and watching some things with Tri Cities and Villarica. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, come on, come on, Tri Cities, don't lose homecoming. That's the worst <laughs> feeling. You know, I'm going to talk about high school. I went 4 0 in high school homecomings, but okay. when I come to Georgia yep. and I go to this little school on the Red Clay Hill known as Morehouse, and, and homecoming is a grand event. But I know what it's, I know what it feels like to lose the homecoming. It was even game. depicted in a motion picture. Oh, oh, school days. It was even a picture. Hey, that's a great Do you want me to lose my my job? It was was even depicted. It was even depicted on a motion picture. Yes, indeed. The late great Ozzy Davis, man. He played a great role. Do you want me to lose my job? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Absolutely. Very much. Very much. And and, and the Maroon Tigers are on the road this week. Yeah, we're up there. Y'all are the road warriors this year. Yeah, we're kind of like, what's the school that? Cedar Grove, right? (laughs) Do everything. We only got two home games, but it's an honor to be invited around the country. Like they are, you know, uh, our new head coach, Gerard Wiltshire, as they'll play in Albany State this week in their second annual HBCU New York Classic. We were there for the second straight year. He said it's just a straight honor that, you know, between him and the AD, whenever there is a classic game, they, they mark off three schools that are going to call first. They're gonna, Well, they call Jackson State now, of course. Yeah. But then they're calling Howard and they're calling Morehouse to see which of these schools are willing to come because they know our fan base is going to come. They're going to sell apparel. And when they put that M up there on the marquee, yeah. well, it just means something. So okay. that's how they do it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Outstanding, outstanding, outstanding. And hope they can do well up there. Crowd goes up there and they can get a win. Uh, up there would be huge for them. Yeah, them. you know, because I'm going to see Big Jarvis Davis come Sunday at the Falcons game. Yeah, man. And, you know, he's going to have his – he's a big guy already. But that, if, if Albany State, which, you know, we'll see what happens. If they beat Morehouse now, he really going to be walking around that press spot like, yeah, yeah, I'm a golden ram. You saw what we did to Morehouse. Yeah. I love you, Big Jarvis, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to avoid you Sunday if uh, if it doesn't go my way. I we, sure am. We'll be watching for that. we we'll be watching for that. Got some scores. We talked about Lions wanting to get East Coweta down at their place. Second quarter score, Lowndes is up 14 nothing. 
Really? In the Battle of Undefeated. Hey, man, wow. this you, you at our place this week. We, 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 yeah. we, 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 we got you some. You know they are going to run that ball. And that was one of their greatest experiences. When they come out of that, um, what do they call it, the – you know, what's the athletic contest? They have the one that comes – they run right down through the middle of the field, their barn house, whatever yeah, you call it. Yeah. That Here come the Vikings. <laughs> and they come down the middle and those lights start to flicker. And I was like, yeah, this is the big time right here. So, good. I mean, I mean, I'm going to keep, keep looking forward to that score. But, yes, I mean, Coach Adam Carter, what a difference it makes when you bring a championship pedigree yeah. to that historic program. Of course, what he's done – at Grayson, and I'm glad to see Grayson is starting to win some ball games. Mm-hmm. They suffered that big loss in the Corky Kell Classic to Walton, but you know Grayson is an all traditional powerhouse team as well. But Coach Carter's got Lounge looking really good, really good. They are looking good. Carrollton is up a second quarter score. They're playing Jenkins uh, tonight, thirteen nothing. Carrollton's leading that. That was a second quarter score in that game. You talked about Walton and Marietta, a second quarter score. Walton up twenty eight nothing. Uh, on Marietta in that game. Harrison is undefeated, trying to go to 5-0. and They're playing Kennesaw Mountain. This is a school that's right down the road from Harrison. Yeah. And Harrison's up 7-0 in the second quarter of that game. Second quarter score. We mentioned Columbus. And you mentioned the team you think of when you think about uh, Columbus. Carver Columbus. Carver Columbus, yes. They are in Snailville tonight. Playing and they're taking no, – no? no, they're playing Brookwood. Oh, wow. They're no, playing yeah, Brookwood. Well, and right, second quarter, second quarter. Okay. Uh, we got Carver Columbus seven, Brookwood nothing. Really? That's that's a that's a second quarter score for. Now that. what is it? I mean, because I know Carver Columbus is they, that's a are they five A? Is that a seven A five A matchup? Uh, I believe so. Believe yeah. so. Okay. You know, but that that that's the score in that game. South Gwinnett looking to go to four and zero. Oh. They're up twenty to nothing on Decatur. That's the second quarter score in that one. Parkview um, really in command of the game tonight against St. Pius. They're up thirty-four nothing. That is a second quarter. It was score. just fourteen nothing a couple minutes ago. Thirty-four yeah, nothing really, to score. Really implementing their will. Sounds like no one. Osborne, we talked about them in the start. They get to they're on their way to four and zero. Second quarter, they're up thirty nothing on Clarkston. Up in Alpharetta, up in the north part of the uh, up the Highway four hundred, if you will. Milton's up seven nothing. First uh, quarter score. And uh, on uh, on Alpharetta in that one, you know that's technically a rivalry. You know you got two schools that didn't even exist what twenty years ago. I it, mean, that was Chattahoochee, Chattahoochee, and they stepped on Chattahoochee, and five schools came out of it. It seems, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, I mean, but when you talking about, I mean, at one time North Fulton was the second growing, as fastest growing area in the state after Gwinnett County. Gwinnett mm-hmm. County grew so fast, but North Fulton County. I mean, I lived and worked in Alpharetta. For many, many, many years. I mean, I remember 400 was that two-lane yeah, highway. Yeah. Then it became three. Then it became four. <laughs> then it became five. And they started saying, well, how many people can we get up here? And, and still, that's why. And, and they're still coming. Yeah, and that's uh, why all those high schools keep those, coming and yep. talking about some really good facilities. Yeah. Really nice facilities. Very yeah. nice. When you look yep. at all of them up there, Alpharetta. Uh, Johns Creek. Johns Creek. You got Milton. Like Cambridge. Cambridge, yeah. You know, I mean, really Cambridge didn't exist 15 years ago. Nope, all nope, these schools. Nope, yeah, nope. all know, these schools Johns up there. Johns Creek. So, yes, yeah, some of the great schools come up in, uh, from up in that area. And they have great football programs. Just great athletics, period, yeah. uh, at those schools. Score from way down in South Georgia now. Thomas County Central up 23 nothing on Brooks County. That's the second quarter score. And so keep an eye on that one uh, as well. Just some of the scores from around the area tonight. And uh, we keep in mind, Langston Hughes is playing New Manchester. As we mentioned, they're going to play Douglas County next yeah. week, but they're playing in Douglas County this week. There was uh, only 6 0 when I saw it last. Is that what, yeah, what you got? 20 nothing. Oh, they got it quick. Aaron yeah. Nolan doing his thing. Yeah, hey, there, we, there you go. There you go. You know what's happening when that team starts rolling up the points. And so they have a 20 to nothing lead in that game. Did you have the Sequoia Etowah? 
You have a 14 nothing Sequoia? Yes, I do. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Etowah's a, a team that averages close to 40 points a game. I don't know if they're not playing real well to start this game. Let's see what happens in the second half. Got someone want to check in with us now down in Fayette County. Chris Dunn is at a game down there. Chris, welcome to the Scoreboard Show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Fantastic, Great. fantastic. Which yeah, game? I'm, I'm- I'm down here at uh, uh, Stars Mill and uh, LaGrange. We've got a 7-7 game at the half. Fantastic, fantastic. How, how's everything there, and what's the atmosphere like? Um, it's pretty good. Uh, Stars Mill uh, inducting their first-ever Hall of Fame class down here. We had uh, legendary uh, coach Mike Yearwood in the house. Yeah. And they're playing his brand of uh, old-school smash-mouth football. Oh. And correct me if I'm wrong, LaGrange is looking for their first one of the season still, are they not? I, uh, I think they might have one, but I'm not sure. But it's uh, well, you know, that's a historic uh, program. We, how many times we hear the oh, we're the second one in this program in the state, and you better make sure you recognize that. Well, yeah, absolutely. And Sarge Sar- Mill's been controlling the uh, time of possession, but they did uh, have a turnover inside the five yard line that killed them. Uh, Lagrange has a pretty nice uh, uh, deep passing game that's keeping them on their toes, but a uh, pretty good game here so far. Did you need any other updates out of the county? Who else? You got some other scores you can pass along? We've got a halftime. Uh, Troop is up 28 nothing on Whitewater. Mm. Um, uh, did, do you have a report there that uh, Troop's quarterback, Teo Todd, left the game with a foot injury? Uh, oh. That's, you know, all, all state caliber player. That could be a big blow if he doesn't come back. Um, last update we saw McIntosh was up 41 nothing on Landmark Christian uh, early in the second quarter. Uh, last update I saw on Sandy Creek was they were up 7 nothing on Collinsville. Fantastic, fantastic. Chris Dunn doing great things down in Fayette County. Thanks so much for checking in with us on a, on a Friday night. Appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. All right, that's Chris now, Dunn from Fayette County News. Uh, just keeping us up on what everyone's doing down that way. And before anybody from the Bears of LaGrange reaches out on me on the X and and, and, and gets not nice with me, uh, LaGrange is actually 2-1. Uh, okay. I must have had that mistaken with somebody else. So I do <laughs> apologize. You know, I don't need no Bears showing up in my front yard or anything like that. So they are 2-1 and one looking to go 3-1 and one versus Stars Mill. Yeah, we'll see what they do. That's going to be a tough ball game. Sounds like it's a really good ball game down there so far. All right, coming back, we're going to try to catch up with our school day's guests and then more scores report for you. You stay with us uh, and do a check on with John Batnarowski at the top of the hour. Uh, get the scores and updates from over in Cobb County. You stay with us on this Friday night for the High School Scoreboard Show here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com. I mean, Buford is dominating the yardage. Keeping it local. This is the High School Football Scoreboard Show. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain. And Mark Spain. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Taking it back. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. It's school days on the High School Scoreboard Show. Sam and Coach check in with the legend of Georgia high school football. Brought to you by Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. It is the High School Scoreboard Show here on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Uh, I got Eric Slaughter sitting in for Coach Chris Parker. I got Dom, other side of the glass, school day segment. Always a time that we look forward to on our show when we get to uh, just check in with somebody who lived the Friday night experience. And maybe they went on to succeed and play high school, uh, play football at the highest level, but maybe they did something else 
of note. And that is our guest tonight. Our guest tonight, uh, three-time Olympian, Olympic gold medal, shot putter. Um, Adam Nelson joins us now on the scoreboard show to talk about his school days. Adam, welcome. Sounds like you're out of game tonight. I am out of game. I am living Friday nights right now, fam. <laughs> and you are right now you are back at your alma mater. You're at Love It. And you're the athletic director there now. And so you get to go to the games on Friday nights. I do. It's, it's hard to say it's work, but it's a great job, and I'm enjoying it so much to be able to get back to these kids and give them the opportunity to uh, play these games in, these, in this sort of setting. Uh, you know how it goes, Sam. These things stay with them for the rest of their lives, and, and they really help shape the young men and women who they're going to be in the future. It's just awesome. Well, uh, Adam, first off, this is Eric. I'm sitting in for Coach. And, um, Sam, before we even talk about Friday nights, I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to give kudos to the Lovett School. I'm going to do it on behalf of all of my officials and all the sports because I tell you what, as an official, when you get an assignment and it says, oh, you're going to the Lovett School, we all smile because they are first class. They take really good care of the incoming officials. We got locker rooms. We got showers. We got snacks in the locker rooms. And then they bring you a hot sandwich at the end of the game. So, uh, A.D. Nelson, from all the officials out there and all the sports, we appreciate what you guys do for over there at Love It, because I guarantee you we don't get that at all the schools. Well, we appreciate y'all. We know it's a hard job, and it's a thankless job by everybody in the stands because they think they can do it better. And uh, and it's just it's just our pleasure and honor to treat you guys as well as we can, uh, just like one of our family. So we just want you to feel that way when you come here and and uh, hopefully keep you guys engaged with, with being officials. All right. Now let's talk about some high school football. Did we get a score update yet from him? Yeah, well, what's the score update? You guys are playing tonight. You're, at, at, you're not, uh, at McDonough, right? I'm down at McDonough. The Warhawks, they, they got a great facility, great venue here right now. Love it is leading. We're up 17-6 to half. Uh, it's been a great game so far. The, they've got a really interesting run game, a great quarterback. Our defense is playing pretty pretty strong, and, Kind of jumped them with a with a uh, with a pick six early in the game, uh, and we're we're holding strong on both sides. It's been a good, really good game, though. Folks, spending time with Adam Nelson, three-time Olympian, Olympic gold medalist. We might get into the story about the medal in a minute, but we first we gotta talk about some Friday nights with you. When 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 you think about uh, Friday nights in high school football and your time at Lovett, what are some things that come to mind, Adam? Well, you know, we at Lovett has, is a, is a school that's just steeped in tradition. We had the riverbank there. Uh, right next to the Chattahoochee River, the fog would come in. I've seen I that mean, fog. I've seen that fog before. You, you've <laughs> seen it roll in, and it's yeah. crazy when it comes in. And then, of course, we always had, like, our first pregame song, it was little Phil Collins in the air of the night. I don't know why we kept playing it, but it played it every time we came in. And those are just some of those memories that just, like, just ground into you. And then there's countless plays and countless competitions that you sort of think back on, you like, Man, that was a really incredible game, and 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 holy cow! You realize how this this world is just a game of inches, uh, one little move one way or the other, and and, and you have a different outcome. Uh, but I have so many memories on the riverbank that uh, I, I could spend the whole probably your whole show and more uh, just talking about them. Well, I'm sure one of the memories of many of the memories are those guys from down the street and around the corner, Westminster. Talk a little bit about that matchup and what and what see, see I can hear it in your voice right now. Talk about talk about Love at Westminster and what makes that so special. 
Oh, well, first of all, it's, 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 it really is, you know, it's been called the Battle of Buckhead, but it's two of the oldest private schools in, in the state uh, that are literally a mile and a half apart from each other. Uh, we, we all grow up together. We grow up around the same areas a lot of times. So we've, been, we've known these kids for a long, long time. And then when you have the opportunity to, to strap it on on a Friday night and line up against them on the other side, it's, it's just a, it's, 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 a lot of, it's a lot of fun. And I've seen it as an AD. I, I say a little, little known fact. We actually had to take a break from playing uh, West Lovett and Westminster as a varsity program uh, with football in the late 80s and early 90s when I was at Lovett because in 1986 or so, there was a big fight in the stands. Whoa. And so they said, we need to cool off for a little bit. Um, and so they, the heads of schools got together and said, we won't play each other for a few years. And they started to back up, and I think in about 94 or 5, right after I graduated. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun, fun rivalry. We'll get 4,000, get four or 5,000 people out there for those games. Uh, and, and it is just an incredible environment. Now, Coach, I don't care who wins the game. I tell you what, the color, that blue of love it is always a better looking than that green of Westminster. So <laughs> you guys win that battle every single year. I can guarantee you that. But tell me this, Coach. Um, I mean, uh, A.D. Nelson, when you're at a smaller school like that, I've noticed from my covering of high school football that, you know, you only bring out sometimes maybe 40 or 50 kids and you really play a lot of young men on both sides of the ball. Were you a two-way player? And talk about the, the limitations of having the smaller enrollments. Yeah, I mean, like, yes, yeah, so I played two ways. I, I started both ways on both sides of the ball. When I was uh, younger, I did uh, I was a center and a defensive tackle. And as my senior year, I was a center and a uh, linebacker. Um, and at a school like Lovett, where we have 600 and say right now we have 640 or 50 kids in our high school, you, you really rely on kids that are multi, not just like dual, dual sport or dual uh, side athletes here, but multi-sport athletes. Um, it's a real challenge for us. And playing up at 4A uh, right now, we're, let's, like we're, at, uh, we're at McDonough today, and I think they've got an enrollment of about 1,200. So they've got about twice as many kids as we do. What you see is when you look at the field and you see the offense, uh, if you, when you switch sides of the ball and you go from offense to defense, our guys basically just stand up and stay on the field and their whole team comes out. Uh, so that gives them opportunities to coach kids up in between plays or in between series in a way that we don't have. It also gives them a breather. Uh, so really what you got to have is, is you got to have kids that, that they want to play this game they want to play every minute of this game. They've got to be conditioned at a different level than, than a single uh, single side player, and and they just got they just have to do that. Um, so it's a slightly different kind of uh, kind of approach, uh, and you got to know that like a six like a full a sixty minute game is literally a sixty minute game. Um, so it, it is a different experience. Uh, it's to me like one of the best things about high school. It's the last time to be a generalist in your life, really in sports, like where you can really do things like play both sides of the ball. Uh, play multiple sports. It's a great thing about education-based sports, and um, I, I, to me, it's just unique in this in this size school. So, yeah, yeah, folks, we're spending time with Adam Nelson. Thrilled to talk with him about high school, but talking about his school days. All right, who was it that you wanted to play that you didn't get to play? Is it somebody oh, well, you that, that you heard about? It was, who was it? We, it was Westminster. It was we we wanted to play Westminster when I was in high school, but we couldn't. Um, you know, we, we had some great matchups. I'll tell you what, one of the greatest, uh, the greatest athletes I've seen at any level was, uh, was a guy from Cartersville back in the – he graduated in 91. I got, to see, got a chance to play against him for two years. Uh, and it was a guy named John McLean. He was a tailback up there. Um, and I'm telling you, like, the way that that guy could move and change directions was just unbelievable. Uh, there's another guy from uh, Franklin County, I believe, 
uh, who ended up going to Auburn. And I'm drawing a bl- uh, what was his name? Uh, he was a defensive tackle, um, and he played uh, played on the offensive side for him as well. Um, and you know, you get a chance to match up against these guys. Some of these guys went on to play at Power Five schools, and a few of them went on to play in the uh, play in the play in the league. I don't know if I really missed playing against anybody uh, back then, but because uh, the ones we played against were pretty pretty darn good most of the time too. Yeah, yeah. Most struck by what you learned from your coach. Um, most people carry something from their coach with them really throughout their lives. A lesson that was learned, something maybe stressed to you, just something you observed and it just stuck with you. Anything from your coaches that uh, then yeah, some, that you carry with yeah, you? Yeah, my head. Yeah, absolutely. My head football coach for for I love it was a guy named Bill Raley. Uh, and I was I was I was blessed to have him and another guy named uh, uh, Jim Glasser and, and, and Coach Pribish. Um, they were all incredible students of the game, and and basically all three of those guys collectively they just inspired uh, this sort of notion that that if you didn't quit, there was always a chance. You never never quit. And I think one of my greatest assets as an athlete was not my athletic ability. It was my my ability to continue to grind and outgrind and outwork everybody for long periods of time. And as you guys know, if you work hard every single day towards one specific goal, you're going to accomplish a whole lot. And that's what those guys really just instilled in me is never quit, never quit, never quit. Go, go, go all the time. All right, Adam, I got a question for you. So you said you played a little offensive line, a little defensive line, and a little linebacker. What was the better feeling, getting a big pancake block or getting a big quarterback sack? You know, (laughs) You totally. I love to hit people. Um, you know, I just love to hit people. It was probably the reason why I wasn't a great football player uh, and couldn't go on to the next level with that. But uh, I just love to hit and fight with people. And, and so uh, there was nothing more fun to me than short yardage situations as a linebacker. Uh, but I also loved mixing it up with the guys that usually outweigh me by 20 or 30 or 40 pounds uh, on the offensive defensive line uh, and just trying to dominate them. Like there were just two, two different types of hits, right? Um, but uh, as my as my dad said, the reason why I, he, he would he would be very honest to say, hey, look, uh, and my dad played uh, college football at Mississippi State. He was a he was a linebacker who shifted over to center actually uh, as as a sophomore. But he would just basically say, you just love to fight with pe- two people too too much to be a to be a great linebacker. But it was really really good in short yardage situations. I felt like I re- most specifically I loved to play between the tackles, and I loved it when it was goal line situation, and I knew I was going to blow up an ISO. That was my favorite thing about football. How did that determination help you out as a shot putter? Uh, the lessons you learned, and, and I'm thinking I'm already picked up on it. The determination uh, to be resilient mm-hmm. and to not quit, uh, considering you know the competition, uh, not just the national, the nation's best, but the world's best. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, football is a really interesting sport um, because it requires like, uh, like. You have to not only be a master of your craft, but you have to trust everybody around you to help you out as well. Uh, and it's kind of interesting. I, I ended up being, you know, finding my feet as an as a individual athlete in shot put, but I built a great team around me. And, and the people that used to help me, whether it's my, my technical coach, uh, my athletic trainers who helped keep me healthy, uh, my, my other physios who would do other treatments, and my, my, my sports psychologist and all those folks, Finding the right people that also believed in you was a huge part to that success. And, and if, you, if, you, if you're trying to be great, you can't have anybody that has that negative energy unless that's something you feed off of. And for me, like I'm a positive guy. I respond to positive feedback. Um, I respond to negative feedback in different ways too for short periods of time. But um, 
but for me, like, like the biggest, some of the biggest lessons that I took, okay, hard work is, is a foregone conclusion on any, any big goal. Uh, but finding that great team, building great teams is so critical to, uh, to, to success because nobody does it on their own. And if they do, if they say they do, they haven't really looked around them. Um, but uh, that was what I what I really took away from 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 team sports that really played out well with uh, with my uh, with my shot put career. I mean, the physical side of it. Look, the, every Olympian will tell you this: it takes four years. Like the years that everybody's noting and counting are those four years. Those fourteen hundred and sixty-one days that you focus on getting better at one specific thing. And if you can't have that focus every year, every day for four years. That's not going to happen. I don't know if that happens with team sports quite the same way as it does with something like shot put. So, uh, but those are sort of my big takeaways. Folks, we talk about patience and uh, being persistent and determined. And for people not familiar with all of Adam's story, uh, he goes to Athens in 04 and he wins a silver medal uh, in 04. And then years later, after blood testing is, is done, the urine test, the person who beat him out decided that he had a banned substance. Mm. And so Adam is the gold medalist, but there's no flag raising ceremony. There's no, you know, they, no redo for that, huh? You know, so Adam is a very. <laughs> you had a very interesting journey to get your gold medal, right? Yeah, and I mean that's the sort of uh, secret of of every Olympic journey is they're all different and all the same. Um, the underlying fact, the underlying sort of like commonality amongst them all is that there's going to be somebody that had to overcome a lot of different, a lot of their own personal challenges or environmental challenges or something like that, and just continue to persevere. Um, I think I look at my gold medal now, and I think like when it, the, the story is, Sam, like as you were alluding to, so it's a little like if I want to get into the details of it, like we were in Athens, Greece. We actually competed in Olympia at the original Olympic Stadium. We yeah. were the first contest there in thousands of years. I'm leading the competition for the entire 59 throws before, uh, or 58 throws, and the 59th throw of the competition uh, the guy from Ukraine ties my best throw. I have to step into the ring to throw farther to win. That's what I had to do. And it was one of those things where, like, this is what you dream of as a kid, right? Like, you're 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 on your you're in your uh, you're in your backyard or you're you're on your driveway shooting that last second free throw or that last second three point shot. Like, that's what you dream about. I stepped into the circle and I let one go so far as the farthest throw of the day by about two feet. Um, but I fouled again. And it was so heartbreaking in that moment. And then I, at that point, I, resol- I resigned myself. I resolved myself to say, hey, look, I am going to never – I will never have another regret about training. I will never make another mistake on this part. I'm going to dedicate myself to, to being better. Ended up coming back and winning the world championships the next year in 2005. And then eight years later, I get a call from somebody who says, hey, did you hear that that guy tested positive? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that was crazy. It takes a year to sort of unwind all of that. They finally get the results right. And I drive down to the, to the Atlanta airport uh, to meet, uh, meet up with an official from the Olympic Committee. And uh, he said, bring your silver medal. We sit down at the, at the time. It was the food court, and there was the Burger King right there in the food court. We sat down at the tables there, and I kind of slid my silver medal across to him, and he slid the gold medal over to me. And that was how I got my gold medal. And when I looked at that the first time, I felt this immediate sense of loss. And it took a little time to process it. But what you start to realize is that, uh, and I know this, this at, some, at some level this will sound a little bit like altruistic, but like I, what I started looking at, when I start looking at this medal now, I'm like, that is reflective of effort. Not the effort or the op- – not, not, not reflective of the competition uh, that happened on that one day. 
but the effort over those 1,461 days that I've dedicated to having that opportunity to compete in that event and how I did it. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of shortcuts out there that kids can take. And one of the things that's always resonated with me about the Olympic movement is the fact that we have these core values, and one of them is clean sports. And I have – sorry, I got to – that's the buzzer on me. Um, <laughs> I have, uh, <laughs> right. So I, I go on these riffs, so y'all just cut me off if you need to. But, All right. um, but that medal to me means it's, 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 a, it's a gold medal for, for effort and how you do it. And right. that's what it's really about. And, and if, you can, if you can walk away from that, hold your head high, and never look, never look back over your shoulder, you've had a pretty good life. Yeah, yeah. And I want you to tell that story because that goes back to some of the things you learned on Friday nights and for your coaches there at Lovett, and now you're there pass, passing those same things on to young people as athletic director. Adam Nelson, thank you for spending some time with us. We're going to let you get back to your job. Uh, but, but, right. but we appreciate you spending some time with us here tonight on, on the Scoreboard Show. Thank you, guys. Sam, I appreciate all you doing, and, and good luck, okay? All right, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. That is Adam Nelson. Take care, guys. Olympic uh, gold medalist. An interesting story on how he got all that, but also it kind of links back to Friday night, man. Friday night impacts your life. Absolutely. For the rest of life, I'll tell you what. I mean, if I tried to throw a shot put and I spun around, that thing be right on my foot. They'd be carrying me <laughs> off with a casket and, a, and, a, and crutches. <laughs> oh, God. We hope not. Coming back to the top of the hour, uh, we'll come back and we're going to check with some scores from Cobb County. And more. It's Friday night. It is the High School Scoreboard Show on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 